There's, you don't need to sniff the microphone. Well, I make Andy, sure I didn't burp on it. <laughs> I literally was like, did I just burp on this thing? It's okay. It's okay. I found myself sometimes when I'm doing this a lot yeah. and I'll clean something out with water. Yeah. There'll be water in there and I go and sniff the water. Yeah. And I'm just like, why the fuck did I just do that? <laughs> Total muscle habit. You're, yeah. like, you're like, it smells clean. Clean. It's good. Like, it's good. This is good. This is Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon, bringing to you the best in news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. And I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Coleman. You know, our typical guests, they range from master distillers to other industry experts and pundits. But on the very rare occasion, I find a guest that breaks our norm and gives us just another view into the world of bourbon. Andy Baxter and Kyle Yonke, they make up the folk music duo Penny and Sparrow. Their original appearance on the show was back on episode 228, where we got to know more about the guys and their love for bourbon, especially as they hunt for bourbon on the road and on tour. But this time, I caught them on their post-pandemic tour through Louisville, and I had them do their first ever barrel selection, and it just happens to be a Pursuit series. We talk about how they get their lyrical inspiration, and we go a little in-depth with video games from time to time, but as we go through this, I lead them through five whiskey samples as they narrow down their choice. But without giving too much of it away, if you're interested in a bottle from this selection, it is available on Sealbox.com for a very limited time until it's sold out. You know, it is a single barrel after all. With that, enjoy this week's episode. And now here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. Today's question comes from Carlo Esquita, who writes me on FredMinnick.com. That's FredMinnick.com. He asks, why is bourbon whiskey called bourbon? That's a great question. And Carlo goes on to uh, ask, is it because of New Orleans? Uh, is it because of the, uh, you know, the French family, uh, etc.? Well, there are uh, a couple of theories and both of which all, all theories basically lead back to the French ruling family, the Bourbon family. Basically, they have an enormous legacy in France. And so you could... You can find that pretty easily. There's a lot of things named in um, in America in the 1700s after the Bourbon family or Bourbon family, and that was because they were kind of a a staple of quality. And if you had uh, your respective area named Bourbon or Bourbon Street, you know people would want to go there because it was connected to you know that family in some way, shape, or form. You could say it would be the equivalent of of having a famous person's like last name associated with with anything like Clooney. I imagine George Clooney would bring a lot of eyeballs to something today if someone was named after him. But in terms of where bourbon that we know it is what it is actually named after, there are two theories. One is that it was named after Bourbon Street in New Orleans. My very good friend and historian, uh, Michael Veach, uh, kind of created this uh, theory based on his research, which he's one of the handful of people who could you know, swing this type of uh, theory. Uh, and that is people were in New Orleans and they said they wanted to have that whiskey on Bourbon Street. And so it would be called bourbon. That's theory one. The other theory is that it was named after Bourbon County in Kentucky, which is where, by the way, uh, Jacob Spears, who is the first person 
that I believe made bourbon was making bourbon. So you had someone connected to um, Bourbon County making bourbon, and then you have uh, evidence of people like drinking it in New Orleans. So the, the truth is probably somewhere in between, but here's the deal. Both of those respective areas were actually named after the French family. So whatever, whichever one you go with, which I tend to lean toward the Jacob Spears angle where it's named after Bourbon County in Kentucky versus Bourbon Street. But, you know, it's a theory. But thank you, Carlo, for asking me that question on fredminnick.com. If you'd like to be like Carlo, hit me up on fredminnick.com. Click the contact button. And if I like your above the chart question, I'll read it on the air. Until next week. Cheers. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Welcome back. It's another episode of Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon. Just Kenny here today, riding solo, but coming back with a pair of guests. I guess maybe a, a guest that's a pair, a pair, whatever it's going to call it. However, these guys were back on in 2019, and I was blown away at they're not only just the level of creativeness and musically talented they are, but as well as how much they are enthralled with the world of bourbon. And they just have to be coming through Louisville on tour right now. And I am ecstatic to be able to bring back on the show. You know them as the kings of Rose Rock, the champions of Sleep Folk. 
we have Kyle Baxter. <laughs> Sorry, Andy Baxter, Kyle Yonke of Penny and Sparrow. Oh, yeah, sleep. Bellas. Oh, perfect. God, what an intro, man. Uh, well, you know, I, I went back and listened to the original episode, and that was one of the things that, you know, Kyle, you had talked about. Like, that's what I, that's what I call you, a sleep folk. You yeah. brought that up. So sleep I was like, folk. perfect. Yeah, it's Dude, perfect. We created a new one recently. So that for the for the third time we come back, you can be like, the, the princes of Literaticana, which is what we're going for. It's like sexy meets bathtub meets I read books. And that's, that's our music. I niche. love it. I love it. Yeah, we were. I was actually listening to the new album earlier today. Is it Oli Oli Ali Ali? How do you really? What do you go by here? Ali 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 Ali. Just like a, when you're a kid playing hype Ali Ali Oxen for you. That's it. All right. Yeah. I was trying to think. Is it like there's like a soccer chant in there? I mean, like Ali 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 Ali. We'll work in. Yeah. Soon enough. Yeah, we'll figure it out. There's not one yet, but there will be, there will be. because of this album. That's the hope. It was born out of the. I guess it's German originally. Like a ver- varietal of hide and seek, Ali Ali Oxenfrey, which is all those in hiding come out. And so it worked perfectly for the title of the album overall when we thought about what the content of each song was. And so it fit and it stuck. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, we're definitely going to talk about some more stuff on the music side that you all have been doing and the creative explorations and everything that had happened in the past oh, wash two plus years since the last time we talked. There's a little bit of a little of a gap in there i think yeah. we'll be able to talk about some of that that happened as well but on the bourbon side well how's your how's your bourbon journey been going the past few years too because i remember last time we were here you know andy you mentioned how bookers was kind of like your your big thing and sure you know kyle you're just along for the ride in the most part yeah. <laughs> along for the ride. it's a great ride it's a having a lot of fun on this roller coaster soupy ride yeah Last time we were here, I think, if I remember history enough, I think that was in the tail end of the everybody's releasing a cask strength or barrel proof bottle. And now we find ourselves where it looks like everybody is releasing or has released a bottled in bond rendition of some some shape or other. And it's been great because for me, who loves all things high proof, it's been just everything for the past like five years has felt like, hey, three digits, every single bottle. I've loved it. And uh, man, I, I feel like because the itch is there for me to collect books and bourbon, it hasn't stopped. In fact, if anything, I had too much time to read and to drink. <laughs> and I did those two things ad nauseum in a great way. Have you also noticed the, you, you mentioned bottle and bond and a little bit higher proof, but have you noticed how toasted it's oh, taken yeah. over? Oh, yeah. And like, four grain, like just a few things yes. have been felt. I feel like there have been waves of in vogue that have hit all of a sudden. And I'm cool with it because to me, sometimes bourbon, this is going to seem demeaning, but not, not to me personally. Sometimes bourbon seasons feel like chili cook-offs where everybody's like, hey, everybody, everybody get on the same page. We're all doing a bib. Everybody's doing one. So get come correct, release a bib, and then we're all going to fucking cross compare. We'll get them rated and we'll see who won that round of the chili cook-off. And that to me is fun because I get to go out and try a whole bunch of other like from like chili. Everybody likes chili. chili. Yeah. All right. With or without noodles, though. I'm sorry. It's, uh, that must see. It's a Texas thing, right? Around here, <laughs> it's around my here, head it, just spun. it's right, a. Do you mean hamburger helper? That's not chili. I mean. <laughs> see, around here, it's a thing about with or without noodles. Like, and people oh have God. noodles. Noodles, yes. People For the put, first like, time, spag- I'm like this. people will put spaghetti noodles in their chili. I mean, oh I, my. I bet that shit tastes great. But you, you, you basically just said to us, "Hey, guys, in your chili, you cool if I just dunk a piece of pizza inside of it?" <laughs> and I'm like, with or without pepperoni. <laughs> I'm like, what? The the beef down south is, uh, or at least our chunk of the south, which originates Texas southeast, 
the beef there is with or without beans. And yeah. I thought for sure that's where you were going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that, but see, that perfect. around here, beans is, it's, that's common. Like, it has I've, to have. I've never seen a chili without beans sure. around here. So it, you just talk about without beans, that's just a meat soup. Is what it sounds like to and me, that, and that is my argument. Wow! Yeah, all right, all right I am you pro guys. bean. I'm pro bean. I don't think it. I think that you can have chili in many varietals. I Ooh. guess now, including with noodles. I, <laughs> yeah. I just thought that, that anything was a, goes in the chili world. That's I'm telling you, less stuff here. It's Buck Wild, apparently. Kentucky out here putting noodles and pepperoni and shit <laughs> in it. That's fine. You do you. That sounds like it would be good. Well, there's a, there's a whole thing up in northern Kentucky. You've got the the Gold Star versus the uh, oh gosh, uh, I'm forgetting it now. But anyway, they have basically hot dogs. Coney's is what they do. But yeah, yeah. you order a three way, and it's chili and cheese and noodles. That's just it's a thing. Okay, so I but, will try this yeah, very soon. That sounds maybe great. tomorrow. But I'm too curious. The the question I have is even in the ordering, they seem to like split. Like chili is a thing, cheese is a thing, and noodles is a thing. So is like, is it uh, you're just adding noodles to the already th- the thing that's already chili, the entity that is chili? I'm gonna blow your mind because they also have what's called a four way where you add onions to it as well. So that's well, it's. I tell you tomorrow, Kyle. What, the five. What's tomorrow, five Kyle? Way? We four way. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yeah. Tomorrow we four way. <laughs> Absolutely. We're just gonna walk up to random establishments in Louisville and ask for a four way. Four way chili, please. Until some way. Okay, fine. Three way. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> just give me the noodles. Just man. give me the noodles, dude. You know what I'm asking. I think you'll you'll be you'll be quite surprised by it. But honestly, I just get the conies. That's good. They actually have some really good like jalapeno cheese that goes on it too. Great. It's really good. It's really. I'm, good. We're here for all of it. I don't care what you call it. I mean, chili. It seems like we're playing a little bit fast and loose with definitions here, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, uh, you're talking about spicy spaghetti over there. Yeah, is what you're talking about. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's just that's which just is like fine. A, that's just a hearty ass spaghetti. Yeah, that's it all is, that is. Bolognese. 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 Yeah, with, uh, a lot of pepper, a lot of spices. Exactly, yeah. and some beans. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's a four. It's a four way. And then maybe we put that. Spe- maybe we put that four way spaghetti on a hot dog. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who cares anymore? There's no rule. Who cares anymore? Who cares anymore? It's <laughs> fucking end of days, man. Let's throw spaghetti on pizza. Who gives a shit? All right, let's let's see. If we can circle back just a little bit. There's your this. there's your teaser for the yeah. podcast. They're right gonna there. love it's it. It's all chili. It's the end of days. Who gives a shit? That's the quote. <laughs> What'd you guys do? We talked about chili for an hour. That's it. Man. You're gonna love it. Didn't even drink. You're gonna Just love it. Got heated. <laughs> so before we give, you know, dive into more about music, some other things here, we've also got a few things lined up. One of the things that I wanted to do when you all were coming into town, because you had recently done a project with uh, another company out of Texas, doing your own kind of like spin on some bourbon. You want to talk about that with Oak and Eden? Yeah, man. Oak and Eden. Uh, we knew a good friend of ours, John Paul, went and got to build his own bottle. And because of the way Oak and Eden does it, it shortens the length of time it takes to have a finished product. Your deliverable for a bottle is weeks instead of years or months. And I'll be honest, and I told Brad this, the guy from Oak and Eden, Kyle and I both were like, we don't want to like this. Like, I want this to be shitty. I want it to not taste good so that then I can rest knowing that I'll just wait for a time where we can partner with a, a traditional bourbon the way that I have you know, come to know it definitionally. And then I blinded it myself in multiple scenarios and kept coming up with the same answer, which is the juice is good. I like what they make. I've liked, I mean, granted, everything has a varietal, everything is on a spectrum, but I kept telling myself, that's, I'm so surprised at how much I like the juice in this. And so they said, hey, do you want to come down? If you like, we, we literally went down there on good faith telling them that if we don't like what we taste, we will not be a part of the project. And they're like, totally get it. 
which is ballsy because that's literally like, hey, proof's in the pudding. We came correct. We believe in what we made and we believe in it so much that we'll fly you down here. We'll wine and dine you. And Kyle and I looked at each other constantly. We're like, we'll just pass if it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put my name on it's, something that yeah, I don't no, think it's tastes tough. good. Yeah, you don't want to definitely do that on some young whiskey and yeah. making sure that, yeah, your brand and your name's stuck behind it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even with young booze though, like there's still stuff that, I mean, I'm sure you're, pro- I mean, I'm assuming you're probably the same. I root for baby distilleries. I root for them. I want them to be good because I know that there's so much finger crossing hope and long game. And so I'm pulling for young entrepreneurial spirit makers to do well, like whether it be Chattanooga out of chat or whether it be John T. Emerald or whether it be Balcones out of Waco. Like there's so many young distilleries that I, I just am rooting for them so hard. And so when it came to Oak and Eden, I was like, all right, I've blinded this. I've enjoyed what I've had. It's at least on the spectrum of above super baby tasting and young. So we went down there and got sloppy for two days and built our own bottle concoction. And then we got to partner with them and they're, it's like an artisanal series of musicians and makers that get to come together and do what we did, forging their own bottle. Yeah, we we covered it a little bit on our news program that we do. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, hell yeah, Penny and Sparrow on there. Good yeah. to see Kyle and Andy doing this. It was fun. We got to do a big photo shoot and everything, getting sloppy. It's great. <laughs> I know we got sloppy, for sure. It was. So as a part of that, I said, okay, I don't want to be left out on this. And I said, what would you guys be interested in actually doing your own pursuit series and picking your own barrel from there? Sounds really fun. Andy said, absolutely. We're in. Yeah. So today we have five different barrels in front of us. We have three bourbons and two ryes. Not even to tell you which is which. Okay. So it's, we're just going to kind of go in complete. Well, I know what they are. You know. I'm going to let you all go completely blind and just kind of so exciting. figure this out as Love you go. So Three bourbons, two rise. Exactly. Okay. And any of them uh, varietals of uh, bourbon, like a weeded or a toasted or a four grain? No. So they're all traditional three grain mash bills all right. coming out of here. I can dig up a little bit of the information as you request it as we go in. This is like it's a like, spelling bee. I was about to say it's like a spelling bee. <laughs> Fucking stoked yeah. on this. And I'm like, all right, give me a minute. I got to go and look at the origin of where this grain came from real quick. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can try. We can try. Oh, man. But I will let you all kind of go through here and, and start nosing and tasting and, and kind of going along and kind of figure out what you want. Push stuff aside. If you need seconds, yeah. feel free. There's cool. plenty to kind of go around here, but I'm excited to be able to have you all here to choose a barrel of this and talk bourbon and whiskey and apparently now rye whiskey as well. Apparently. So fun. So, Love it. yeah. Kyle, you've been in a rye whiskey at all? Or are you just like, hey, I'm equal opportunity? Equal opportunity over here. Still, it's all part of the ride for me. <laughs> We feel like, I feel like we get a good mix of random stuff in the green room, yeah. either through gift or what, like we request something that's easy because like you're usually sending somebody to go do your booze shopping for you. And when they do that, a lot of them have, don't know. And so I'm like, what do I know that they'll be able to find that we can drink? It'll be good. Turkey 101, 101 gobbles. Great. Let's do it. Always safe. And then occasionally we get really surprised. Like the other day, somebody got us the bottled and bond old overholt. And I'd never, I didn't even know they made one. And I was jazzed. It was pretty good. It was tasty as all get out. So we've had Turkey 101 Rye, the Bardstown Solo in the the squat fat glass uh, jar. 
And we just got given a uh, store pick, Old Elk bottled uh, or cask strength, 120 something. Old Elk's good stuff. They're doing really good things out there. This will be my first taste of Old Elk. I've never had any. Oh, well, you came to the right place. I can hook you up with that after we get done recording here. Hell too. Yeah. So, yeah. We can get into that for sure. Well, where do we start? Well, I'd say go from left to right. That's how I've got them all out here. And I don't know how many, how many barrel selections have you done before, guys? Never. We've well, literally, we didn't even do a barrel select when we went to Oak and Eden. It's basically like you've got a few different rubrics or metrics by which you can create. It almost feels like adult Build-A-Bear with liquor. <laughs> so that is what they should go with from now on. I, that's what I, that's what I would market it as. That. Oak and Eden. It's like yeah. Build-A-Bear, but you're hammered at the end. The entire time. Yes. And you walk away with uh, future Build-A-Bear events. It's great. And you can make an audio file of you being drunk, talking about it at the end. That'd be and so they give it to you instead of that in the, in the middle of the bear, how it can be like a sweet <laughs> yeah. message to your yeah. grandkids. <laughs> you said press the belly a little like, bit. I made this one for myself. I'm so this glad I picked it. <laughs> this is a good bourbon. <laughs> so we went in and we basically chose the type of wood, the level of char, the base, which was either a rye, a four grain, a weeded or straight, and then proof. And when we got to, I mean, all those things is like, well, shit. Oh, and flavoring. So a fifth. And so we're like, okay, no flavor. No, no. <laughs> yeah. like Step we, one. Go we, ahead. We can go roll ahead. that up. We're back down to the four-way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we're going back to four ways. <laughs> Only four ways. No noodles, please. I mean, obviously high proof, straight, deep char, American oak. I was like, because we wanted to achieve the thing that is like what started us out on this journey anyway, which is our buddy, Paul Steele, who we love, uh, teaching us to love this stuff. And getting our nose and palate capable of discerning, not fully, like, I don't think we're experts, but I damn sure know we drink more than most people. And so there's, I think we got a pretty good grasp on what we like. And palates are all different. Some of taste is totally subjective. Man, so getting to make something that we feel proud of with Oak and Eaton was a blast. I love that little company. That is cool. Yeah. That is real cool. It sounds like you were along for the ride on that one too, because he was like high proof, char, everything else. Yeah, my my road is Andy's road. We're in. I'm in the passenger seat of this car, and it's a nice road to be on. We're holding I'm each other, it. and there's one hand for each of us on the wheel. It's a center mounted steering wheel of this pickup truck, and we're just cruising down Booze Highway. That's okay. That's great. I'll be occasionally chiming in with something unique, but for the most part, what I do is just kind of an offshoot of what Andy says. If Andy's like, it tastes like a kind of like pine needly i'm like yeah it tastes like colorado <laughs> like i'll just like just a little different but it also lets me talk a little bit i'm offering you're, you're in the conversation yeah, i'm offering something you're in the and then i'll offer, offer something that's totally wrong and they'll be like mm, that's not in there sorry i'm like Shit. <laughs> it wasn't it I was wasn't falling over there shot from the hip i'm trying it wasn't honey suck at all you idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> now i have to say that sentence within the next calendar year <laughs> So just to, I've, I've done a lot of these barrel selections, so I'll kind of give you the way that I typically do things. So you guys are in a, a little bit of a, a good position right now, since we had a lot of the barrel picks in here, a lot of barrel samples. Typically, when we send these out, we only give people an opportunity to select from three barrels. But we've got five here today, so we can do a little bit more, give you a little more variety here. But what I'll end up doing is I'll nose all of them first before I go and taste them. That just gives me an idea of like, well, what do I like? Is there something that I, I like or don't like? But it doesn't necessarily turn me off right away, because I'm not going to you're not going to just know something forever. You got to see what it tastes like. So 
after you get nosing, because uh, you don't want the taste to kind of ruin your olfactory or anything like that too. Because once you start tasting, number one is going to be a lot different from number two and the smell and everything like that. So I'll go through, nose them first, and then I'll start tasting them and start taking notes. Do you want a, a notepad by any chance to take I notes? would love that. I'll give you a notepad. I would quick. love that. Oh, we get to power rank midway through. But we do have a, a variety of different bourbons and whiskeys that we'll be able to kind of go through here from three different distilleries. So are, I think that'd be. I'm currently writing Bourbon Pursuit at the top of <laughs> this, start, okay. at the header, at the header. And in the footer, I will just write my name, probably. <laughs> name and date. Yeah. I'm probably not going to like MLA format this thing. I'd like to, but no. And then I think I'm just going to number it one through five. And then I'm going to start leaving small notes on just in a, in a sideways column here. That would be the, the most, probably the educated way to do that, the smart way. You know, I seek. I seek to remain teachable. <laughs> it's what we're here for. <laughs> so like, I kind of want to talk about the new album a little bit more. I uh, started looking through things, you know, talked about Spotify a little bit earlier. So Need You has 2.3 million downloads so far. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic to kind of see. It seems to be the, the kind of runaway hit on the album so far. So kind of talk about that particular song. Yeah, it was um, heavily horror influenced. It was. Horror, horror. The, okay, the let's just make sure there is genre. A, an O in there, <laughs> <laughs> an O, an O, an R. Really, horror influenced. Uh, horror influenced. The song needs you. A twenty four is a. What would you? What is it? It's a big uh, production company. Production yeah. company. Creative conglomerate that makes, in my opinion, and Kyle's opinion, they're at the cutting edge of allowing creatives to like the full carte blanche. You do you. You make movies that will look and be and have the backing of big time budget films, but we will have less restrictions on what you do. It's basically allowing a whole bunch of uh, auteurs, like a whole bunch of really unique thumbprinted makers of film, the creative ability to do whatever you want and be fully themselves. And that was really attractive to us for sure. And so we, Lyrically, I got to use two A24 movies that I loved, which were Midsummer and Hereditary, as a lover of horror films. I used both of those to talk about relationships, good and bad, and how you need somebody, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. And lyrically, that's what I was coming from. This is actually one of the oldest melodies that we've yeah. had. Yeah, we've been toying with this one for like three years. Okay, guess talk me through some of that creative process when you say, You've been toying for something for three years. I mean, because I, I know sometimes you can probably write a song in a day or, or a few weeks, but how's it take a few years to come out with something? Kind of talk me through that creative process. So the way that we do music is I'll come up with a melody. I'll do a lot of the melody work and then I'll send it to Andy and Andy will do, it's like 95% melody for me, 95% lyrics for Andy. So I'll come up with a melody and send it to Andy and uh, when it's, fully finished he just takes as much time as he needs to to write it and then we take as much time we, as we need to produce it to make it feel exactly what we want it to feel like and three years ago i came up with this melody and i was like i know this is good so we just have to wait until the right idea for the song comes along where it kind of matches the same energy as the melody do you like record something and put it in sort of an archive and then go back and listen to it or does a Oh yeah, like a like a lyric spike, and you, you go this this would work here. Like how does that? Yeah, so I'll 
it, pretty much everything is done with iPhones and Dropboxes for Team Penny and Sparrow. <laughs> um, I'm in. Uh, We're not Waco, even sponsored, but thank you, Dropbox. Yes, yes, and thank you, iPhones. I'm in Waco, Texas. Andy's in Alabama, so we don't have like a ton of time together. So we just use we keep everything in virtual files, and whenever Andy. I, when I sing these things, I'm singing, singing in just total nonsense, gibberish, no, not actual words. And, and sometimes one of those gibberish words actually ends up getting to be in the album. And that makes me happy because like I will sing words occasionally. And I, sometimes I feel like Andy gets to be like, oh, that's a good one. I'll use that. And I'll start like building on either side of the word he spots. But Andy just gets to play Mad Libs with these gibberish lines, all these syllables that I've made for him. And just sometimes it just takes a little bit longer for the right chorus to happen, especially with how we write. Andy's basically having to just, he has a limited amount of syllables he gets to work with. So it takes him a little bit of time to figure out how to say what he wants to say within a certain period of time. And, and sometimes li- it takes a little extra time. And I'm literally calling Kyle saying, okay, between second marker 38 and second marker 42, are you saying eight syllables? Is that ta 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 or is it ta 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 And it's that nuanced because I know that he has truly gotten into the nitty-gritty with exactly how the melody needs to fit syllabically for a line to hit him and his melody heart the way that it feels good. And for me, I need to know those exact, like what are the non-negotiables syllabically and melodically for him so that I don't accidentally add so that I can fit in a word or a sentence I want. And I don't take from something that really is his, like I trust him melodically forever in the day. He's one of the most creative magicians when it comes to pulling melody out of thin air. He was totally right a few seconds ago when he said that I, I have a known fuel, which is like all of the things that I get to work with are known quantities. It's language, it's syllables, it's concrete. I can look at it. I can play Mad Libs. I get to do that, you know, weird Charlie Day, beautiful mind thing where I see the the schematic in front of me and I'm doing threads to make sure I can add what I want to and tell the story. His job is so much more nebulous. It's so weird and uh, it really seems like alchemy to me. He is pulling out of thin air notes, which the spectrum is bigger than we can comprehend, depending on how your ear can hear and what noises instruments can make. But that's where he's pulling from. So his job, in my opinion, is much, much harder. So this was one where he had the melody for years and years, and I had multiple iterations of this song, full versions worked up that just didn't fit, where they weren't it yet, until this one, and then it was. So you're, at some point, you're not like, hey, Kyle, this would be a great point for a, like a 10-minute drum solo? I, you know, I, I have, I have <laughs> never. <the> album. <laughs> yeah, he no. keeps asking for it. Not saying I won't ever, but no, sir. Up to to, to up current to history, I have never done this thing. <laughs> never. No, it's it's an awesome look into the side of your creative process. I know last time we talked, it you all were very much open about the, yeah, we we spend all this time apart. We don't get to you know we basically drop melodies in a Dropbox. We'll figure out lyrics over here. At some point, you had your two Chris's on either side that somehow worked That's in the right. worked, worked in the studio that put it all together. Yes. And so it's it's awesome to kind of see exactly that sort of process and how it all comes into there as well. There was another question that I had kind of lined up as I was perusing a little bit. So Cheyenne, yeah. that was your music video. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to come up. I was going to wonder what kind of drugs were you all are on? Well, I mean, we, I, we like lots. Um, but, <laughs> no, uh, it's a, so just for anybody that's out there listening, it's claymation. 
It, right? it was definitely claymation. I think there was a little bit of nudity involved as well. So, well, I mean, that's you don't need to say a little bit of nudity. There is it's there's full frontal, full frontal nudity. I, I couldn't take my eyes away, guys. Understand I'm just, it. I'm just, it's, Understand. It's, a, it's a masterpiece. A lot of people pushing paws out there. <laughs> we get the analytics, you freaks. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, kind of talk about... <laughs> <laughs> we know you screen grabbing. <laughs> it's all kinds of things that people post nowadays. So the idea behind Claymation, what was the, was the, the drive? Is, that, is that, a, that a Kyle thing? So, so we got a video from Andy, I think, was it in April, like a year ago when we were together? Yeah, a working bit, on the album. I would say a little bit before April was okay. when we got the video. I had got it from my brother-in-law. Okay, yeah. So was it Eloise? Yeah. So Eloise, Andy's niece, sent a video to Andy. She's working on claymation, and she sent this video of like a bunch of Barbie and Ken dolls, like just very jaggedly making their way around a Barbie house. And I was like, this is the coolest and weirdest thing I've ever seen. Can we, should we hire Eloise to do all of our videos for this next record? She taught herself. She's this was, uh, I guess. She had started doing this thing, I don't know. She'd started probably two years ago. She taught herself stop motion. And she was like, all right, what do I have at my disposal? I got a bunch of Legos, Barbie house, various toys, and my little sister who is there who can do other voices. So that she does voice acting. So does my her little sister, both my nieces. Shout out to Eloise, who just turned 12 a few days ago. Pretty cool for her. And I so think it's I, really cool. That you, it, so you're, the 12-year-old made the music video? Well, no, no, it's the 12 year so inspiration. The inspiration. inspiration. Yes. Okay. We, we soon after realized maybe we shouldn't be asking such a daunting task from a 12 year old. <laughs> yeah, so we decided to, not to. Don't screw this up. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to look yeah, at give my her niece. deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> be like, look, okay, we have to have this by May 30th. So we're going to need you to get to work, okay? And if you don't, we're screwed. We're screwed. So, we're like, like, literally need this. What do you got? Yeah. Be like, you're not in school anyway, right? Pandemic's <laughs> happening. What are you doing? Yeah. You're fine. Get with it. Just crack the whip. <laughs> uh, we'll Venmo you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a pretty weird video. I love it, though. Oh, it's amazing. Because it, it, it fits your old vibe. That's what I love about it. Because anybody that needs... They need to follow you on Instagram just to understand your old vibe, yeah. your humor. Yeah. And that just perfectly nails it. You could not have given us a better compliment. That is it. For you to say that a video that has a gigantic rooster, With full the- frontal claymation nudity, <laughs> me murdering Kyle, trippy drug aesthetic... Oh, don't give them all the spoilers. Well, Sorry. <laughs> And Bourbon angry, Pursuit Nation yeah, to watch true. it themselves. I mean, there's for you to look at that and say, this is so on brand <laughs> is a deeply satisfying compliment. You have no idea. Yeah, I guess you can't really have a 12-year-old do that part of the No, you sketch. cannot. <laughs> yeah. No, you cannot. There would be limitations. Yeah. Like we're 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 a very uh, forward thinking family, but I'm not about to that's not an ask. And you're like, oh, Louise, I want to show you this video, but we're gonna have to skip at least two and a half minutes. Two and a half this. minutes of this. <laughs> so you're not for your eyes. Yes. Not, yet. not safe for work. You get you get to watch the chicken and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. So as we're kind of going through here, I see Andy, you're writing a few notes. Kyle, you've got you've got a few notes written down there too. I'm, so. I'm really loving what I'm getting from these right now. I, I love that. I'm here to non, offer something different. That non, that's right, baby. That's what I'm going for. I love the nondescript way. Of like, let's fit in. And no matter what situation, we can just throw the buzzwords Dude, in there. Oh, yeah. That's actually a great phrase. I'm loving what I'm getting from these. <laughs> that is so... That is... You need to write that down. Do any of these taste like Colorado yet? Nothing yet. <laughs> I'm not getting whiffs of Colorado. No Estes Park. I love that this, this really does feel like... There's no losing here. Because I get to taste great booze. I get to talk about what it, I think I'm tasting. And it, worst case scenario, I could whiff and be 0 for 5 on any of my tasting notes. But I'm like, okay, I am going to get closer to what I like. And that's fun in a way to talk about that. 
because like part of it, like I'll set up or have Sarah set up blinds at the house just for fun. Cause I think it's fun to do. Like we'll watch a movie. I'm like, all right, pick, pick three and don't tell me which is in which glass, but just make sure you know. Are you, are you trying to pick like line them up to the bottles and see if you yeah, can. Yeah, seeing if I can still remember like, all right, which one is That's this? That's tough. That's really tough. It is way. hard. And it's, unless it's like one that you, is your daily drinker. Like I, I think I could probably pick, I mean, right now I could pick turkey out of a lineup without question. I think I could probably pick early times bib. I could probably pick that out. I've That's had a solid one, by the way. I, I love that pick. Only in a liter. Come on, baby. 20 something bucks. It's wild. That between that and the JW Damp bib, I mean, those are those are pretty good. I prefer the early times, but they're both good. You'd be thinking they're losing money on it. I don't I got questions. Okay. I got questions we'll about the biz answer. model. <laughs> but aside from that, I'm like, dude, I don't know how you sell that much hooch for that cheap of, of price that tastes that good. Are well, you all um, drinking these now? I, I just started. I started okay. with the le- the left two and Okay. Keep yeah. Keep I've, yes, I've been drinking. So Okay, cool. And yeah. catch up. I I'm you can just go ahead and Got it. Right I in my, my cocktails over world here. over here. Yeah, it's okay. K-Man's yeah. like, I've been drinking since 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. This great barrel. The wheels are greased. <laughs> All right, so as we kind of keep going through and, and tasting through here as well, I pay attention to a lot of musical acts and everything like that. And during the height of the pandemic, there was a lot of things that came out where musicians were coming out on their Instagram or their Facebook posts, and they're saying, you know, it's really hard not to be at concerts or festivals or on the road touring right now, but it's really helping me get back and connect to my music and really focus on writing more music. Did you all do the same exact thing where you said, okay, this is a good time to reconnect or is it a good time to kind of decompress, take a year away from kind of getting away from stuff, but we still have our own, we still have our own kind of regimen or schedule or the Dropbox and iPhone yeah. routine. What'd you kind of, how'd you kind of take that? Oh man. Every band we've loved is so prolific and we all of a sudden found ourselves inheriting a nondescript amount of time it was like it felt like free money it was like you've get you got free money you don't you can't go out and tour which although a bummer we love to write we love to be prolific we love to create and so all of a sudden it was like all right you have space with no guarantee of when this appendage of your career is going to return so what do you do in the interim well, what Kyle and I did was work. Like we built, made, created. This has been an incredibly fruitful season for both of us in the past two and a half years. Even though we haven't, we played zero shows during that time other than the live stream. But we didn't play those shows. We did that inside of a black box soundstage for just the crew. And the Christmas thing, which was wheels off, very on brand, as you say, for us a fever dream Christmas. But I feel like we, I don't know that there's ever been a more concentrated season of being fruitful between Kyle and I than in the last two and a half years. And are you saying fruitful as in the creative process, more songs, more lyrics, deeper meaning, better melody, kind of yeah, explain I, that. I think that we got a chance to get cerebral about what we want to do with our music instead of just writing specifically for the sake of like trying to make like evoke emotions, which is essentially what we still do is I just want to feel something with what we're making. But I got to like listen to other artists that I adore and really dive deeper than I have on just why I like what I like, which has helped inform what I want to do with our songs in the future. And it's just really inspiring to be able to listen to a bunch of other acts and 
just fall in love consistently with new music. I just had so much time to listen to stuff. Got to listen to new music and read a lot of books, play a lot of video games, and all of that was like really inspiring to what we wanted to make. Video games inspired you? Can I talk? Tell me about that. Oh, absolutely. Video game music is absolutely amazing. It is. You're talking about new or like old school retro? All of it. it. Every single, every single video game soundtrack from Atari on is so important to the game. It like creates the mood of the game. And so going through, I've played games literally just for the soundtrack. I'm a Switch guy right now. So that's mainly what I've been playing. I think the term is Switch Daddy. I'm a Switch Daddy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Switch Daddy. Yeah, I'm a Switch Daddy. The idea of listening to a video game as you're playing it, I mean, it's enhancing an experience, is, and that's essentially what me and Andy want to do. Like for a car trip to enhance an experience is an, like a goal. We just want somebody to, I mean, if you can connect with the music on a lyrical level and it makes you feel things and then it can enhance an experience holistically, like the, the whole process is something that you're interested in and it heightens wherever you're at, then I see that as a huge, huge success. And then if it becomes part of your life, if it's something that's that you want to listen to over and over, which is how I listen to music, I both of us do, we kind of get obsessed with stuff and we just like listen on repeat. And then that becomes part of our season. I can go back and listen to certain albums throughout my life and be like, I can be transported to a place that I used to be. So I just got to get manic creatively I can write whatever i want and it and then discard it if i didn't like it and i haven't had that amount of freedom to just be at home writing and then also just get deeply in on why i want to create the things that i do all right so another deeper question for yeah. you there's a lot of people that listen to this we're all about the same age here what is the best video game console system ever created Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right, so another deeper question for yeah. you. There's a lot of people that listen to this. We're all about the same age here. 
what is the best video game console system ever created? Oof. Oh man, so many. So we many. have a lot to talk about. Now. This is. I told you this was going to get deep. Yeah. Shit. That's because you're asking. Let's just process this because I haven't thought. Okay. Of so like revolutionarily, you could say like what changed. It's like what changed the game the most. It's like okay. Say it on the count of three. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm going to use a basketball example for a second. Like, don't you say NBA Jam? No, I'm, I'm never would I ever. <laughs> First of all. Its predecessors better at Sega's Charles Barkley shut up and jam. Easy, Ooh. easy. NBA Jam TE is the superior basketball game that's ever existed. <laughs> TE only. But if you ask that question, like best console, part of me like goes back to like before Wilt the Stilt or Kareem Abdul Jabbar, like the game was different. Like folks were like, oh, we didn't, oh, you can play like that. Oh, shit. And then after them like, i didn't think we had a three-point line back then yeah, yeah. We, it, like everything changed like everything shifted and now like the game's changing again because steph curry dribbles one foot over the half court line and he's like three doesn't matter i because i get reps at that range like the game changes so when i think about that question superimposed over video game consoles i'm like which console do you think has like truly was the the Wilt the Stilt or the Kareem Abdul Jabbar, the greatest of all time. It's a tough one. A tough I, so I say, I think that a revolutionary console was the 64. Totally. Because Goldeneye. Because Goldeneye of, is just first person shooters, the birth of uh, FPS, Mario Kart. Yeah. The like the Mario Kart. I mean, there was the Super Nintendo one, which was that great. Didn't, that didn't count compared to the '64 one. Shit, and you can't even say like it wasn't the birth of first-person shooters because you were like Duke Nukem online or yeah. on 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 your PC. It was like Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. The Mario '64. I, don't don't come at us if you're like big into games. Like we're I'm <laughs> we're about to get right now. I know. Rated online. It is like the first for me. It's the first open world-ish game that I experienced. Is like the first like. 3D oriented game. I remember going into Toys R Us and trying to play the sampler console in the middle of the store and using the analog, not the joystick. And I, because I had never seen a joystick before on a controller. What do we do here? And it would only, it would just would pivot around Mario. And I was like, this is the worst game because he wouldn't move. He's literally just like, (laughs) that's all that was happening. East Westing, he's just compassing. I was like, how do you play this game? And then right at the end, I touched it on accident and it moved him. And then I had to go because it was time. Oh, you know, it was heartbreaking, but deep, I'll never forget it. Deep sadness. Probably because you had to wait in line even at that age to, because there's always another kid in front oh, of you yeah. playing. And you're just like, all right, I wonder when this kid's mom's going to yell if we have to go. And then you get your chance to go. That is exactly what happened. And my mom yanked my arm. No, she didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> Linda would never. Linda would never. Linda would no, never. No, she would never. Too sweet. I think I have an answer. And I, I don't, do have I don't a final think it's going to be popular. I do have a final answer. Okay. I think we're going to be different. I have an answer with like a, a, a what's a, a second place? Second place. You have a second place? <laughs> what's the word? Oh, what? City say uh, number two. <laughs> All right. You ready? We're going to go one, two, three. And for then first place? For first place. Okay. All right. You ready? You got yours? Uh, I've got mine. Okay. One, two, three, Super Xbox. Nintendo. Gosh, we were all on this. I love this. What did you so say? Much. I said Nintendo. I think the original Nintendo. Nintendo. I mean, you think about Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oof. You think about Mega Man. Duck Hunt. Duck. I mean, there's just uh, so many revolutionary games that happened. That's so true. Then. And dude, they were innovating the shit out of that console because you had a you could plug in an orange fucking pistol and play a game. And a mat you should step on. And oh. you can you had to do the track and field so thing. So fun. Oh I my mean, gosh. My cousin I mean, had that. If you went and did it now, I bet it's like total trash. But at, the <laughs> yeah. t- at the time, I remember being like, literally putting it on the ground, like, 
yeah. using it with your hands like playing bongos. Yeah. <laughs> I, all right. So you said, would you say you said? I said Xbox. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the original Xbox, not Xbox One, because the, the branding yeah, got no, weird. Just Xbox. Just Xbox. Yeah. Because of Halo. Because of Halo. Halo was. And Halo was, it, it was like they took the jump from GoldenEye to Halo is so much bigger than the jump from Halo to Call of Duty now. Like all, all the stuff that's had, like all of the iterations of, of COD that exist now. To me, the first time you played Halo, I remember like multiplayer Halo in college. We're like, what is happening right now? And they were connected. They had to be in the same house and they were connected through an ethernet cable in different Fuck rooms. yeah, dude. Or you could run it across the hall in your dorm. Yeah. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. But the idea of being able to do that shit, like that was the, I think everybody was then like, oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Like with GoldenEye, you saw potential. And then I feel like it got culminated by Xbox, the OG. So that, that's my my humble answer, which will get ruined and have yeah, me blacklisted. I got to see what Switch Daddy thinks over here about thinking the Switch was the, the best console of all time. Switch Daddy here. Switch Daddy. Shot, clocked in. The fact that you've got everything that a Game Boy offered, a handheld, that is what it offered. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 so we had one of one checkbox. Great. Handheld. Yeah, we so love offered it. that. We're, we're now into color. Yeah. Checkbox. We got, we got color. But it, the graphics are great on it. It is like a total experience, but it's still handheld. You can go anywhere. I think the games that they've made have been... I think that the Zelda Breath of the Wild is the best game ever made. And so it has to... To me, the fact that you can, on a handheld device, that can also... You can put on a full screen really easy. Like The design of it is so smart. You can just plug it into your your TV so quickly and continue playing. Um, Kyle's going to own all the new retro gamers. And they're like, he's our favorite. <laughs> You're like these two guys over here, they're too old school. They're too too much retro action. Those guys are drunk. Kyle's the only sober <laughs> one in the house, making making accurate choices. Well, good. I'm glad we got to get deep in video games on that one. Yeah. That was a fun little fun little dive there. Second place though is Dreamcast. I have to throw that. Oh out there. golly, Crazy taxi man alive. What's wrong with you? So fun. What has that little extra console? Dreamcast would okay, have been like two for one. Okay, Dreamcast Kyle. would have been like number that's eight. The, yeah. That's the noodles and okay, the chili. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Okay. Okay, Kyle. Kyle, okay, name for me four Dreamcast games. Four. And, and what, you cannot choose any of the NBA any of the 2Ks? 2Ks. None of the 2K bullshit. <laughs> name other, I'll give you Crazy Taxi. That, Crazy Taxi, That's one. like Wheel of Fortune, me giving you RSTL and You can have that. Crazy Taxi. It's okay, name one. three. I can't do any 2Ks, which is a shame, because they're great. <laughs> yeah, because it might have been the only other games. Well, they're, they're amazing. Randy Moss looks phenomenal it's in great. that game. I know uh, one of them. Uh, Sonic. You, you got it. Past that, what do you got? <sighs> Who cares is Who my cares? answer. Was Crazy Taxi that fucking good? It was fun. It was a fun game. <laughs> Crazy Taxi. It was the eventual turned into a... God, what is the... I don't even know the name of the, any of the other games. Well, I guess like it, cra- Crazy Taxi walked so that GTA could run. That is, <laughs> You just pulled out what I was trying to say but couldn't remember. No, baby. Yeah, that was That was deep too. Now you started tasting. Is there any that you'd want to eliminate or push forward and kind of trying to one figure one out thing. exactly? Yeah, I guess I like, go ahead, taste, taste through, make sure we get that. Okay. But I, yeah, I we'll keep push. gravitating back toward a few. And yeah, I would say the best thing to do is probably like pick your favorite two and then you can kind of okay. huddle, huddle amongst yourselves. And then okay. you can, if we want to blind them, we can blind them and go from there. It's figure it out as we go. I think 
I could be wrong, but if we were to keep three and five, I think, am I totally wrong? Does that rule out both rise? It does not. It does not? It does not. God, these are really similar to me. The one and two? One and so two are we're, similar. If we're going to put those out of it, that's fine. Number one was actually a rye. Okay. And number two was a bourbon. Both are coming from Finger Lakes Distillery up in New York. The Finger Lakes. The Finger Lakes region. The Finger Lakes yes, region. Yes, yes, yes. That is the second time on tour the Finger Lakes region has been brought up, and that is buck wild. <laughs> I, I, really, I really liked to... Is it gone? Did we eliminate it? Well, I mean, we had to. We've got to general. We got to pick a top two. We had to, and we blinded it. I mean, I'm sad. I'm for trying four to, to be gone. Well, 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 well. So here are my notes for okay. two. Love I it. said for smell. I was trying to go unique because one thing I learned from our other tasting was like the more unique you get, the more respect points you get. I love that. Well, you have all the respect in the world. I think that it had a nose of hotel swimming pool, slightly chlorinated. I love those tasting notes. Slightly chlorinated. Let me go ahead and just dump that so it never makes its way oh, out. In to- <laughs> no, 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 in a good way. I'm that just was, kidding. That was the type of stuff that we were like talking about though. That is true. We walked into a bar the other day. We're like, this is this adjacent to a YMCA freshly cleaned? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel at home here. Just a hint of bleach. Just a hint of, just a hint of like, it's clean here. You're safe here. I, and that was one of my favorites. That's why I'm saying I'm sad for it to Really? Go. Yeah. Okay. He chose it. Yeah, it was my, it was part of my, I tops. love it. I love it. I thought it was so unique. I thought it was super mild, and I thought it was delicious. For those who didn't, who were just listening to this, my brother, best friend in the world, pointed at the word "it's delicious." With uh, it looks it's to be exclamation points. That's great. Uh, I found one and two to be very similar, which feels nice to know at least they're in the same family. I don't know how similar are the mash bills? Not similar at all, actually. Like what is it? One's like? a bourbon, one's a rye. So. Like when I'd have to go and uh, bring it up for you real quick. So it's okay. You don't I'll have, have to, to do that. I know. I know. We'll figure it out eventually. What's the name of the distillery? It was Finger Lakes. So Finger Lakes Distilling. So, so we, we we partner with them on a few different things. So cool. for our bourbon, we use their weeded mash bill as a integral part of that process. Cool. But we also just go and select a ton of barrels from there every single year. Cool. So they're they're good people. Go do a lot of good things. Makes me happy. I know. So I, I, there's really no point in blinding three and five next to each other because you can easily tell the two apart. True. You can tell three and five apart. Yeah. I, so I don't know if we should lose four. Hey. If you want to talk about four. Because what I said for four was I don't understand it, but I respect it. <laughs> Kyle, I want to bring you on every single one of these barrel selections so, so you can write our tasting notes for us. Honestly, I said it had a cool aftertaste. Yeah, that's okay. We like that. To me, I, I said I said similar. Like that was this uh, this the spice bomb finish for me. Yeah, that was the spiciest finish of of three, four, and five. Like that one was. I don't know if that equals higher proof because sometimes it doesn't. But to me, that is uh, the spiciest, and I really liked it for that reason. Yeah, four four. I really enjoy the flavor of it. There's definitely like a cherry cordial kind of thing going on in the mm. back end and stuff like that. Yeah, I said cherry and gingerbread was there for me. Like both of those, mm-hmm. and. Kyle, I'm I'm curious. Did you write any actual? I'm going to cover this up. Did you write any actual noticeable smells in three or in five? In three, I did. Okay. On the count of three, I want you to tell me what that word it's is. It's going to be it's going to be a state. I'm gonna forget <laughs> <what> state. <laughs> New Hampshire. I'm like uh, Kyle. I don't know. In Delaware. Oh God. Okay. On the count of three, I want you to say that word. You ready? Okay, so I have to limit it to one word. Yeah, one word. Like the main word in terms of... The main word. In terms okay. of, I'm going uh, nose here, dog. Nose. Yeah. 
Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Tobacco. Mint. Mint Kyle. Tobacco. There we go. Nice. Kyle. Okay, cool. So you're definitely on you're definitely on the team together on that one. Which is great. So to me, the the OBSF was the first bourbon I'd ever tasted that was actually tasted mint. And I remember telling Paul when he poured it. I was like, oh, I get mint and I don't know, like uh, orangey, zesty, whatever. He's like, mint and citrus. And then he like showed me and I like had a silent tear roll down my cheek. <laughs> I, I did like, it. I felt like I finally learned. He gave me my lightsaber and I went out <laughs> into the world to vanquish the evil. But you, to me, you, this was... You, you got 500 challenge points. Get your cape at the next turn. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> Huge XP bonus. Huge XP bonus. <laughs> to me, three was my favorite of them. I think mostly because it was really memorable on the nose tobacco mint when i tasted it the back end finish was delicious reminded me of that four roses barrel pick three was my favorite too it was so good yeah that's it's also really weird i don't want to rule out all the other ones i kind of feel bad that we both just said it was our favorite well i mean it's just there right now because five and four are also very good but five still in the run it it tasted like all of whenever i'm given the the good good from you yeah the good good is this just like a thing on the road I'm like, Kyle, this is the good good. <laughs> Pours Wild Turkey 101 yeah. on camera. No, it just, it tasted that way. Made my mouth, like, had the same mouth feel. Made your mouth feel good. Made my mouth feel good. <laughs> the good good made my mouth feel good. Tasting note. Made my mouth feel good. Yeah. Are these the type of notes that you're looking for? I think this is what the listeners want, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. This is what bourbon enthusiasts are really looking for. Like, hey, man, what, what makes your mouth feel what good? What makes your mouth feel good? I won't put that in it. Number three, then. We'll do that. So, I mean, do you all feel that number three is the the top runner for you? Is that where you want to go? I want to. I want to talk, talk about five. I talk four and five. Yeah. Talk four and five. Taste it a little bit more. If you need, yeah. if you need refills, there's there's still refills to come. Uh, so, one more question here while we uh, while you still try to yeah home, home between these real quick. So, I've always been impressed just by musicians in general. I never really got to ask this question. Is that the muscle memory? You just kind of talked about it for me sniffing. The muscle memory to remember lyrics, to be able to remember chords. Lyrics you can put on an iPhone and scroll sometimes. Not so much on, on your end. But you're now seven albums, eight albums deep? Yeah, we've released 10 projects. 10, They're okay. original albums, though. We're on album seven. Okay. So, right? I think, yeah, six yeah, or seven. Yeah, no, it's seven. Okay. If you can count Creature. If, if I was to just like, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to put you on the spot. If I was to just like go and scroll through the discography and click a song and be like, do it. Like, could you actually do that? Or, I mean, is it something like you have to, do you go into a tour knowing what your set list is like and you sure. say, this is, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to practice, this is what we're going to nail? What percentage do you think we could do that on? I think that for 50%, we could do it right now. Clean. Clean. Which like, is at this point, 50 songs, just yeah. about. Yeah. Give or take. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. And if you gave us five minutes, I think we could do, I think we could do all of them. Yeah. Like you, there, there's a surprising amount of like, feels like riding a bike for songs. So if you gave us just a minute of like to go do it one or two times and then come back, I think we could pretty easily do it. Imagine in your mind, like the junction of uh, a major city in the Midwest for like a railroad junction. 
Like you have this moment where there are literally 48 tracks going in different directions in panorama. And you've got one person whose job it is to switch the line. And then they, the box car that comes through will go to Indiana or New York or Mississippi or, you know, Florida, wherever the fuck ever with a little bit like those neural wagon wheel ruts are in our brains. Cause we've done these songs so many times that even if we haven't done a song, like until tomorrow for six years, we haven't done it live. Maybe if we had five minutes, like you said, to prepare, be like, okay. Oh yeah. That's where I breathe. Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. My mouth shape has to be like this. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to hit that note. It's oh, surprisingly athletic. Like the, the way that you prep for, any type of song performance yeah. is like you with with practice you learn like how to get better and better at it as you're doing it and you can always like pretty consistently improve and so you learn yeah technique of like shape of mouth breath yeah chord structure dynamic and just like the moment like i don't i was trying to talk to somebody about this the other day about how I was Lyra. We're traveling with an incredible, I think the the single greatest singer songwriter we've toured with either opened for or opened has opened for us. Her name's Lyra Lynn. She's unbelievable. And I was talking about the moment when you go on autopilot in the middle of performing a song and you realize you're in your head, having your own mental dialogue while your voice is singing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, I'm about to have to say it the next verse. And I don't remember the words. And you're literally grabbing, you're grabbing in your brain, trying to find them. And then the 16th of a second before you are supposed to sing, that junction box clicks. And just in time, your your engine like goes in the right direction. And you remember it's because your brain is like, this, this computer's crazy. And it's done this so many times that it remembers what it feels like when Kyle plays that chord, mm -hmm. the exact intonation of his voice right before as he picks up to breathe. And then you go, there's so many things that we probably couldn't explain with the English language about how like our body goes on automaton mode and we just sing the next line and then you get into it. And I think all that only comes through reps. Like we've had way more than an expert's level of reps, like mm -hmm. 10,000 plus hours per song. We've had some really spooky things this tour where we've played so many times together, all of these songs. There's been the occasion where we both mess up say the wrong word at the exact same time we like say the wrong phrase which is not a phrase in the song it's not a phrase in uh any of our songs we both just say it and then we have to stop the song because we both derailed it like we just like said a wrong sentence and then had to stop the song in the middle of a set and be like uh <laughs> so sorry guys <laughs> but this is not the song anymore but most people I, and especially for your audience, I know I've been in audiences before and they mess up and they're like, ah, let's start that over again. Let's yeah, start, oh, we'll just start no yeah. problem with it. Yeah. yeah. It's as long as, so wild. as long as you don't make it weird. Yeah. Totally. Then Which it's fine. And maybe for us, it's like the making of it weird is a good thing. Yeah. Like our, I think at this point in a really great way, we've prepared the way for us to do pretty much anything that we want on stage and people to be like, yeah, this is fits their vibe. This strange ass half comedy, emotionally whiplashy, dramatic event that I get to be a part of. Yeah. I cannot believe we have the fan base that we do, that it literally allows us to go from, I'm going to sing something that tries to devastate you. And then in the middle of the song, I'm going to say something that makes you uncomfortable, but laugh. Mm -hmm. And then to vacillate between those so willingly. I mean, I think we do it that way because it feels uh, it's as honest as we can be with how we are as people, but it's also oddly reminiscent of just life. 
like full of a whole bunch of laughing, a whole bunch of weirdness, awkward interludes, devastating moments, laughter, joy, lust. A lot like GTA. Yeah, or pretty much a lot like san andreas yeah, yeah. a lot like san andreas <laughs> if you think about it enough if you, if you think about it enough <laughs> it's four badges on yeah. san andreas every it's day a few bank robberies <laughs> yeah these are all great well i i'm glad we're all bring great. a good stuff good stuff here for you which way are you leaning now which way are you leaning three five three four five yeah i, I it's really hard for me to cho- choose between three four and five they're really really good I liked all. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle, you might have to be the tiebreaker over here. I think that it's got to be three. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me uh, peruse a little bit longer. Sample the wares of four a little bit. Let me let me swim in the waters of four. I'll be honest. I I really like four. Yeah, four. The cherry. I I didn't notice cherry until you said it. Now, I definitely get it. Mm-hmm. Which is really nice. I actually really really do like it. Yeah, and it's it it doesn't have as much of that bold impression as three does. Like three is very much like in your. I think probably in Andy's warehouse, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's in your face. It's, it's going to be there. Like, this is what you expect Yeah, uh, from something that's big and bold and spicy. Yeah. Four feels the most unique. Like as I was making my way down the line, when I got to four, I was like, oh, like that is, that feels substantially different than the previous three, which is always fun. Four, four is the alpha male. Like to yeah. me, four is a bully. And I, I like it for that because it's like. From your nose to your finish, like I'm four is the last thing I've tasted, and it stays on the sides of my cheek longer than any of the other ones do. Like it's got that devastating. So we made this harder on you, is what you're trying to say. (laughs) As we keep going, but even as I wrote that down, I know I'm actually second guessing. I wrote more for three and four than I did for all the others. Five was so mellow. I, I really enjoyed that. And even though, like, I think it's higher in proof than uh, a lot of the others, I think, at least it sort of reads that way taste-wise, three and four feel to me like I wrote more about them. Like, they, they had more to, they had more staying power in my brain and palate. So, ah, what does that mean, dude? You didn't even pick four on your thing. Yeah, but don't trust me. What are we doing right now? <laughs> of course I trust you. You gave it that YMCA tasting note. We all liked that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fresh, fresh, cleaned restroom. That's what I was, you, need. I was you know what to we bring could do? Some, some new, new. You know what we have the ability to do, dude? Hmm. We could literally remove these, and we could blind three, four, and five, and top two them, or top one, top one of them. We can top, top one. Top okay, one cool. You want to do know? that? Yeah, that's Let's great. Blind, right, blind right. three, four, five, and pick a top one. So now, Kyle. We cross out our earlier numbers. These are dead to us. They mean nothing anymore. Well, I loved them. Well, I love. I'm not going to cross them out. Okay. Well, now we taste these. Okay. And we figure out which one we choose. Ooh. I'll let you kind of just. Are you going with one? Simmer on that one. Or yeah. Left, first one? Le- yeah, I'm going left, center, right. Okay. You ever play that game, left, right, center? Yes. No. We just got given that for Christmas. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it comes in a little tube. Yes. And you can play put, it for money. Put a dollar on there. A dollar's great. Yeah. Dude, you had 20 bucks, play left, right, center, and singles. Are That's you a, drinking these? Not yet. I haven't okay. yet. I'm just smelling. Just following suit. Yeah. I was about to say. I was like, there's there's one you'll be able to pick out pretty easily, which is going to be the original, I think. We'll find out. We'll see. I was like, the colors on them will, will probably be pretty similar because I'm not going to tell you the ages on them. Actually, I will because they're all six year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about them. Well, they're all six years, so <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got we got six 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 here. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see you all here back on tour, making it happen again. So we're back. And I'm glad to see that Andy's making sure that your glass tastes okay. That I just didn't give you rat poison or something. <laughs> oh, I just mixed mine up. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, okay, I think I think we're good. Okay. You have a favorite? You got you leaning one way or another over Where here? Where are you leaning, big dog? This is three. Yeah. It is definitely three. This is four? I can't remember. I, well, I this did, is I three. Did, I really didn't write them down. Actually, I just, yeah, I just shuffled up the this what is, I had. This is four. Yeah, and that's five. Yeah. I really... I have come around to four so much. I actually really enjoy it. But in terms of what I know, this tastes... This is just so unbelievable. It's so hard to to say that anything beats it. God, that's so unique. That's so weird. I, I think I just like the weird one. As much as I like the Spice Punch and uh, like such a big fan of Booker's, I think that it's three or four for me. But why don't you tell us about three or four, Kenny? Just tell us. Why didn't you just tell me which one you want? Wait, three or four? Is that what you want? Uh-huh. As, in, as in the new three or four or left, right, center? Uh, no, the, the old the, three or the four. The OG like, three We know. I'd already lost that one, so now I have to go left, right, center. Okay, okay so great. it would be left and right. Okay. Yeah. So I give you a little more. I mean, are you going to choose one? We we have one? A consensus? Are you going to wait and one, pick it off? Just, of, are you going to pick it off of like the distiller? Don't do that. I don't, I no, we can't. We pick can't your favorite. Pick your favorite. Pick, your favorite. pick your favorite. Figure out what you're going to go. This is what... Here's my problem. I think that this the left four smells unbelievable. Now it comes the hard part, Kyle. How do you how do you kill off your favorite child? Well, or your second favorite. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, like, I don't know, Kenny. I don't know that answer, Kenny. You bring up a great point. Between the two of us, which one is the switch? Between, which one is the Dreamcast? Yes. Between the two of us, Kyle is so much better at killing darlings. I'm the one who gets married to one specific part of a tune, one specific track that I think is worth saving because it's got this one thing, this one lyric or this one melodic part. And Kyle's so much better being like, it's not good enough. It's not ready. You know, cut it. And I feel like a child, like it's like dumping a bag of, bag of kittens into the Ohio. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and that's not fair at all. So <laughs> knowing that, like, Kyle, I love them both. Don't put this on Kyle, me. Kyle, you're my Sherpa. I know, buddy. This is I, so big. Buddy, here's your lightsaber. Pick, pick one. Which one do you like more? I love them I both. Take one more. I have to take one more sip. That's you. great. Nice I'm going to watch you do it. Take one more sip. You need to take one more sip. I really love them both. I, I genuinely, like, there are moments where, like I told you, I know which, I knew which one was the old three, the new right. Like, I knew that, which was the easiest, most distinguishable one. But of the other two, I think that they're both great. Let it rip, baby. I truly think that they're all, I mean, these are all superb. Thanks for letting us come. I've obviously had a little bit of whiskey. We're having fun. Thanks so much for letting us come on the show. This is so fun. God, this is like... I hope we're we're better than usual. Like, if you go to a uh, tour and you're like, oh, I got to stop at this radio station and like plug my stuff. Look, man, that happens all the time. And sometimes it's fantastic. Like, we had a great one a few days ago. It was awesome. We've had a crazy amount of not great ones that have, have been tough. But all that being said, this is our day off. Like, we don't schedule shit on our day off. Like, we just stay inside of an Airbnb gets nothing get stoned and play switch yeah <laughs> and, and and ultimately that's a great way to spend time but we fought to be here because we love what you do we love booze and we love talking about it and this feels like 
Uh, it feels like my um, my battery's plugged in. So thank you for having us. It means oh, dude, no I mean, shit. It means a lot. So thank you for even like wanting us to be on it. All right, you kidding me? Like I said, I first time we ever met, I something happened. It clicked between all of us, and I just said, "This is this is awesome." These guys know their stuff. They're fun. They're good people. They love bourbon. What better way to make this happen? So thank you so much for for being willing to do this too. It feels awesome. Yeah, Kyle, I have my answer. Oh, my here it is. Here Kyle, it is. what's gonna be, baby? Moment of truth. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's gotta be three, or it's gotta be right. Gotta be right. Far right, baby. Tell me about far right. I'll tell you a little about far right. So the only thing I can't tell you is actually what distillery is disclosed from until we turn off the cameras and the stuff I like that. I love that. That's so but it is a rye. Okay. Six years old, and it was distilled in January of 2016 on the 21st. So that is barrel number 10222126. A couple things that are great about 2016. Our favorite in terms of Mount Rushmore albums for Kyle and I. This, you said this was put in the barrels in January of 2016? It is. And this is a rye barrel. Okay. This is actually the last barrel that we have from what we were used to select from. We used to have, we used to be able to go to to Memphis and we had like 40, 50 barrels rolled out from us. And we would just go and pick and pick and pick and yeah. choose. And we would usually select about. It's 20% of really what we wanted out of all of that. And this is the last of those barrels that we had opportunity to go and select from. So yeah. it's good to be able to see it go to a, to a good home and also wow. to your fans and everything like that, people that Man. can be able to kind of get this as well. So, but so, yes, it is a, it's a, it is a Tennessee rye. So I'll tell you that much. So wow. shit right near my home, 20 minutes from yes. the state border. There you go. Two of the top four albums that Kyle and I could say are the most listened to albums of all time for us existed because of the year 2016. Frank Ocean's Blonde and Rihanna's Anti were both done that year. And it feels very apropos to have chosen the bottle. That like 2016. 2016 was, well, it was a tumultuous, tumultuous. and also Same. great year. <laughs> Least to be said. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. For what it's worth, uh, it feels nice to have landed there. Well, fantastic. So I'm, I'm really excited to be able to get this bottle out to, to you all and to your fans and everything like that. So we're going to get this barrel bottled out in there and everything like that. You saw the name right there, didn't you? Indeed, See? And you're just, ah! and you're like, wait a minute, is that from yeah, there? That's awesome. I know. It's dope. You I know, love that. Because nobody expects it from that distillery. No, but we'll talk off mic about that shit because I got thoughts. Oh, that's so yes. I got thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And they're good thoughts. Hell yeah. Right, so so one last question. One sure. last thing to kind yeah. of put it out there, only because I want people to be able to go out and find you. I know Penny and Sparrow is on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's on everything else. But the last time we talked, you said, is Penny and Sparrow ever going to be on TikTok? And Kyle said, oh, shit. I don't know. Maybe after say? this. You said maybe after this. Is, you know what? Have, I have did, you started experimenting? I did post one thing since tour. We have one TikTok that is live right now yeah. for, for the TikTok users. And we have been talking ad nauseum in the van about how to use it. We The answer now is yes. Yeah. It's, maybe. It is, it's, 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 it is, it, you're dipping your toes in it. Yeah. The, the answer is is we have to. It just is like the looking at the palette of the world. TikTok has to happen. It's amazing how in 2019 we're like, nah, I, don't I know. know. It's and then pretty now wild. We're, here and we're like, we're all on it. Let's yeah. go. Get on board. 
Which yeah. is cool because I feel like that means there's a uh, like a malleability between us where you're like, look, there's your word again. This is clearly here. Like it's clearly like a thing that people uh, are into seeking value in and, and finding it. So, all right, look out. Here we go. We're going to do TikTok and see how it goes. Fantastic. So make sure you follow these guys. Penny and Sparrow on all the socials. When say Andy and Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the show once again. It's a pleasure to be able to pick your mind and... Just understand about where all the creative geniuses come from and all the juices flow from and all that other kind of stuff, too. Dude, thanks for having us. Thanks so much. You got it. And so, you know, make sure you follow Bourbon Pursuit. But with that, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>